Hi, this is Ananda, president of the Hare Krishna community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to the Guru Parampara. All glories to the Sama. So we'll sing Jai Radha Madhav. Jai Radha Madhav. Jaya Kunja Bihari. Jaya Radha Madhav. Jaya Kunja Bihari. Jaya Radha Madhav. Jaya Kunja Bihari. Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Kunja Bihari Gopi Janaballava Jaya Giribaradhari Jaya Giribaradhari Jaya Kopi Janabalava Jaya Giribaradhari Jaya Giribaradhari Jaya Kopi Janabalava Jaya Giribaradhari Giri Baradhari Gopi Janabalava Jaya Giri Jaya Yasodanandana Jaya Gopi Janabalava Yashoda Nandana Jaya Yashoda Nandana Jaya Banachari Jaya Kunjabihari Jaya Kunjabi Hari Tira Banachari Jaya Kunjabi Hari Jamuna Tira Banachari Jaya Kunjabi Hari Jaya Kunjabi Hari Jamuna Tira Banachari Jaya 
राधमाधव जय कुंज राधमाधव जय कुंज बिहारी जय राधमाधव जय कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय राम जय ओम विष्णुपाद परम समवेत भक्ति वृंद की जय गौर प्रेमानंदी हरि बोल आगलाइज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेमानंदीज्रेम
almost three pages, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, I want to keep it brief so that there's some time for questions afterwards and comments from everyone. Um, so please think of your comments. Or I'm just going to talk, I think, for... The main thing that I want to say in today's class is that there are so many different kinds of knowledge in this world, and people pursue knowledge for many different reasons. But the best knowledge and the real purpose of knowledge is to gain uh, self-transformation, to become transformed into a lover of Krishna, to become transformed into one of the residents of Vrindavan in the spiritual world, and to leave this material world forever and never come back, right? and to live with Krishna as his um, happy, joyful, um, natural, loving servant, and to live with all the other servants of Krishna in um, harmonious. So it sounds very utopian, but um, Krishna describes in Bhagavad Gita that this is possible. This is possible. And in fact, this is the entire purpose of our Krishna consciousness movement, is to transform ourselves into lovers of Krishna, servants of Krishna, servants of each other, well-wishers of all living entities. And um, by getting this spiritual knowledge to become actually our own well-wisher as well. Right? Because sometimes in life we do things which are harmful to ourselves. You know, we, we follow a course in life when we find out, oh, I'm not so happy. Why did I live this way? Is there a better way that I can live? Or if I could live again, maybe I'd do it all differently. If I knew now, or if I knew then what I know now, you know, maybe I'd do everything differently. And ultimately, the real question is, um, what is our state of satisfaction at the moment of death? Every one of us is on the conveyor belt um, and uh, kind of like, you know, a pizza in a pizza oven. And when you come to the end, you're slowly, slowly going, and boom, you fall off. And then you, um, you have to start another round. And we don't know where we're going in the next round. So Krishna consciousness means, um, some of these things I've already said, to become a lover of Krishna, but it also means uh, to know uh, where we're going, to take charge of our destination in the next life and um, to act positively, to create that reality um, without simply being a follower of the um, larger civilization, which is, um, which is always concerned with um, ordinary, dull things, um, mostly just with sense gratification and family affairs and um, fighting amongst one another. Right, so we shouldn't want to follow that civilization. We would, should want to follow the great acharyas who are giving us real knowledge. So I'll read a little bit of this purport, maybe one or two paragraphs. Srila Prabhupada says about this, I'll read this verse again. Krishna says, this knowledge is the king of education, the most secret of all secrets, 
It is the purest knowledge. And here's the key. Because it gives direct perception of the self by it is everlasting and it is joyfully performed. Purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. This chapter of Bhagavad Gita is called the King of Education because it is the essence of all doctrines and philosophies explained before. Among the principal philosophers in India are Gautama, Kanara, Kapila, Yajnavalkya, Shandilya, and Vaishvanara. And finally, there is Vyasadeva, the author of the Vedanta Sutra. So, there is no dearth of knowledge. Now the Lord says that this ninth chapter is the king, um, uh, sorry, is the king of all such knowledge, the essence of all knowledge that can be derived from the study of the Vedas and different kinds of philosophy. It is the most confidential because confidential or transcendental knowledge involves, key point Prabhupada always stresses, understanding the difference between the soul and the body. And the king of all confidential knowledge culminates in devotional service. Generally, people are not educated in this confidential knowledge. They are educated in external knowledge. As far as ordinary education is concerned, people are involved with so many departments, politics, sociology, physics, chemistry, mathematics, astronomy, engineering, etc. There are so many departments of knowledge all over the world and many huge universities, but there is, unfortunately, no university or educational institution where the science of the spirit soul is instructed. Yet the soul is the most important part of the body. Without the presence of the soul, the body has no value. Still, people are placing great stress on the bodily necessities of life, not caring for the soul. The Bhagavad Gita, especially from the second chapter on, stresses the importance of the soul. In the very beginning, the Lord says that this body is perishable and that the soul is not perishable. That is a confidential part of knowledge. So this is the thing that um, Srila Prabhupada has stressed to us many thousands of times over and over again. And although we think of it as very basic, um, it's quite difficult to fully realize, I am not this body. I am an eternal soul living within the body. And um, because we live in a world surrounded by the material atmosphere, and we're constantly asked to emphasize uh, again and again the demands of the body, our bodily existence. But we forget that we are spirit soul because of all this constant chatter around us. So when we hear Bhagavad Gita from Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then we get introduced to a different atmosphere, the atmosphere of the transcendental world where um, everyone simply loves Krishna and Krishna has um, special qualities. First of all, he has the position of being the supreme person. And uh, second of all, he has the quality of um, 
being uniquely attractive to everyone's hearts. People hear about Krishna and they gradually, gradually become in love with Krishna. Because he's dwelling within all of our hearts, he's calling to us already. And then third is he has so many opulences which are beautiful and charming and therefore he's called Bhagavan. Right? Bhagavan means one who has all opulences. Beauty, knowledge, wealth, strength, fame, renunciation. Uh, Krishna has all of these uh, in unlimited quantity and therefore everyone's attracted to him. So Krishna is... When we hear Krishna's words, we get introduced to this new atmosphere. And we start to get a little bit of realization, oh, I'm not this body. I'm not this body. I'm Krishna's eternal servant. So then what do I do? Um, the first thing Krishna advises is spend your time hearing about me. Right? Hear about Krishna. Hear about Krishna. Hear about Krishna. And hear about Krishna more. Because then the heart gets cleansed. And um, we find ourselves gradually getting some freedom from the, the chains that bound us previously. Um, you know, the mind is normally absorbed in sense gratification. How to satisfy the demands of the body. But when we, when we practice a little bit of Krishna consciousness, hearing about Krishna, and then chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. A different reality and a different desire starts to awaken in our heart. And then we can get really excited because when, then we know, oh, something is happening. This is something to pursue. And this is what Krishna means when he says, this is the purest knowledge because it gives direct perception of the self by realization. And that's what we want. So we want something to happen. We want there to be... A so here are some of the things that happen when this transformation occurs. Um, this is kind of a long verse. I'm not going to read any of the purport. It's actually eight, ten, five verses all strung together where Krishna says... What is knowledge? So this is the point that I started out in the beginning, that knowledge is supposed to be good for something. Knowledge is supposed to create this illumination in your heart. Um, knowledge is not a question of knowing um, uh, how many orbits are in uh, the electron uh, sphere of an atom, right? Um, or uh, how many um, atoms are in the universe, or um, what is the Higgs boson or what is the details of psychology uh, all of those things are practical knowledge we call, Prabhupada calls them as Shilpa Gyan Shilpa is a craft, craftsman or artist right, who knows how to do practical mundane things but that knowledge is considered external or not very useful because it doesn't help us become happy right? it helps us deal with the material world around us or maybe it helps us try to conquer over nature but it doesn't illuminate our hearts and give us happiness so here's what Krishna says happens when you actually have knowledge or 
These are the qualities of a person who is in knowledge. Humility, prideness, pridelessness, sorry, nonviolence, tolerance, simplicity, approaching a bona fide spiritual master, cleanliness, steadiness, self-control, renunciation of the objects of sense gratification, absence of false ego, the perception of the evil of birth, death, old age, and disease. That's a big one. Generally, people think that those things are just kind of natural and we just have to accept them. But someone who's advancing in knowledge says, wait a minute, why do I have to accept old age, disease, and death, and birth? Why, why can't I go to a transcendental path and, and become free from birth, old age, disease, and death? That's the goal of a devotee. Other items of knowledge. Detachment. Freedom from entanglement with children, wife, home, and the rest. Even-mindedness amid pleasant and unpleasant events. Constant and unalloyed devotion to me, Krishna. Aspiring to live in a solitary place. Detachment from the general mass of people. Accepting the importance of self-realization and philosophical search for the absolute truth. All these I declare to be knowledge. And besides this, whatever there may be is ignorance. Wow. So even Krishna is saying, even these things like, you know, advanced knowledge in chemistry and physics, which, you know, give us a very, you know, sophisticated civilization. Why? Because they don't illuminate the heart. They don't give us this... Uh, treasure, this goal that we actually seek, which is to have these beautiful qualities. So where do these beautiful qualities... And if we just have these qualities, we act humbly, pridelessly, tolerantly. Does that make us illuminated? Uh, the answer is, everybody say no. No. Simply having good qualities doesn't make you illuminated. It's the other way around. Being illuminated with love of Krishna awakens all good qualities within the heart of a... Um, so, okay, I have um, a copy that describe how by being a devotee of Krishna, all these things... And the reason is because one's heart becomes illuminated with knowledge. One becomes happy and satisfied and um, one never wants to give up the process of practicing Krishna consciousness more and more and more. So the result of chanting Hare Krishna becomes more chanting of Hare Krishna because it becomes increasingly pleasurable until finally um, we can't think of anything else. And, we then, and so then what happens? Um, by rendering devotional service, I'll, I'll read this. Vasudeve Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janiyatya Shivairagyam Gyanam Chayad Ahaitukam. By rendering devotional service under the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, one immediately acquires causeless knowledge and detachment from the world. So knowledge, this causeless knowledge means one fully realizes and I can get happy, not that 
not that I serve Krishna and then in my next life I go to uh, money and uh, material pleasures. No, but by serving Krishna I become et eternally attracted to Krishna. There's a couple of other. Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who is the Paramatma, super soul in everyone's heart and the benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses the desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee who has developed the urge to hear his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when probably, properly heard and chanted. By, this is the most famous verse. Shrinvatam svakata krishna punya shavana kirtanam hridayantastahya badhrani vidhunoti suratsatam By regular attendance in classes on the Bhagavatam and by rendering service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed. And loving service unto the personality of Godhead, who is praised with transcendental songs, is established as an irrevocable fact. So um, just by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, this is what happens. The loving service to Krishna becomes established as an irrevocable fact. And uh, in the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, a yogi who attains this becomes completely undisturbed. What I have gained, there's no greater gain than this. Nothing could possibly be better than this. And so even at the time of death, he's happy. I remember um, seeing my godbrother, my friend, uh, Bhakti Tirtha Swami. Uh, he had cancer, and I used to go see him speak every week. And the uh, amazing thing about watching him was he became happier, and even though he was obviously physically in very great pain, um, when he would speak, he would alternately burst out crying in gratitude and laughing in happiness um, uh, because of uh, charming attachment to Krishna. And then uh, on the last three days of his life, he was lying in the bed. He could hardly move. And uh, he said to the devotees, so this is our goal as devotees, you know, to become... Um, really dedicated to devotional service and to reap that reward that, that Krishna promises that this is what will happen to us as we practice Krishna consciousness. And so the more we become focused on it, the more we become serious about it, um, the more we get these experiences gradually, gradually, gradually. Then the result is at the end. The end. Ah, here's the end. The end is in the middle. Krishna says, uh, the goal of all knowledge, he says, Bahunam janmanam ante gyanavan mam prapadyate vasudeva sarvamiti sa mahatma sudur labaha. He says, after many births and deaths, one who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me, knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that is. Such a great soul is very rare. So Krishna declares here, this is what someone who is actually in knowledge does. You know, we can see, uh, if we look in the world around us, many learned persons um, in different institutions, uh, universities, philosophers, scientists, technologists, politicians, and they all claim to have some knowledge. 
they know how to do amazing things. They, you know, make a smartphone where you can have, you know, all the information of the world at your fingertips and communicate with one another. But uh, Krishna says, and we also say, this knowledge is not very useful because it leaves us unhappy. Um, Srila Prabhupada explains that in, um, he says in a, one purport in Srimad Bhagavatam that even if our technological civilization advances to the point where we can count every single atom in the universe, still we won't know anything about the happiness of ourself. So this is what we, what we need, what we desperately need. And uh, all of our endeavors in life should be uh, aimed at that, at attaining that. So um, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, what did Prabhupada give us? He gave us a process uh, where mainly we do two things. Actually, there are nine things that we can do, but mostly we just do two things. We hear about Krishna and we chant about Krishna. We hear uh, Krishna's, Krishna Upadesh, Krishna's instructions, which he mercifully gave to Sri Arjun uh, to liberate him from all anxieties and all misgivings. And uh, we have those same instructions here, and we hear them, and we also get the same result as Arjun. The result is then we become very eager to chant about Krishna. And so we take up this process of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Again and again and again, day after day, after hour, hour after hour. And um, we find that the great sages, the great devotees who who gradually have advanced more and more on this path, they become so uh, happy that they sit and they chant the holy name of Krishna up to 22 hours daily. Right? The great acharyas, the great uh, preceptors, exemplars of our, uh, of our line, especially Sri Haridas Thakur and others, Bhakti Siddhanta Sar, they could sit and chant for 20 hours a day. Does everybody know who Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur is? Anybody? Maybe a lot of people don't know. If you don't know about Bhakti Siddhanta, so Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati was the guru of our spiritual master. Our spiritual master, his murti, is there on the seat here, the Vyasasan, uh, Bhakti Viranta Swami Prabhupada. He's the one who came to the West and started this Krishna consciousness movement and spread it everywhere. So his spiritual master uh, was Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. And um, before becoming a, a spiritual master, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati took a vow that he would chant the name of Krishna one billion times. One billion times. And this is a, an awesome number. It's really hard for an example. Um, it took him 10 years. When we chant, and if you say it as fast as you can, uh, you can do about 108 of these in, you know, some people can do it in as little as six and a half minutes. But that, that is 27,000 names of Krishna. And that takes, you know, two and a half hours, two, two hours maybe. Um, 
so Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, uh, he chanted 300,000 names of Krishna every day. So that means sitting um, for 22 hours a day and maybe taking one hour for sleep and one hour for bathing and eating something. Um, so he did this for 10 years. And then after chanting in that way, um, becoming completely absorbed in the holy name and becoming free of all other attachments, then he accepted disciples and began his Krishna consciousness movement. Right? He began spreading the teachings of Lord Chaitanya everywhere. Uh, so this is the power of knowledge. So this is knowledge with a capital K. <laughs> K-N, knowledge. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess the K is for Krishna, Krishna knowledge. Atma vidya, atma gyan. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that atma means three different things. Atma means the body, the physical body. Actually, four. Uh, uh, yeah, and then it also means um, the soul. Yeah, it can mean the mind. Actually, so four things. It can mean the mind also. Um, it also means the super soul, Krishna, who is dwelling within the heart of every living being. And then the fourth thing, it, it means us, the individual soul, who is trying to love Krishna, trying to make our way through our difficult existence and and get some some shelter. So, yeah, Krishna is saying then the purpose of knowledge is to do this. Right? Uh, after many, many births and death, actually, be, deaths, actually become in knowledge and know that Krishna is the only shelter and that the Supreme Personality of Godhead can um, illumine our hearts. And then we become... Uh, not Hindus, not Christians, not Muslims, not Buddhists, not philosophers of any kind, but we become eternal servants of the, uh, and we become transformed, and we become beyond all um, bodily designation, like Hindu. We are not Hindus. We are servants of Krishna, or Christian. We're not Christians. We're servants of the Supreme Lord. And, uh, the different religious systems which are brought by the messengers of God, the messengers of Krishna, are simply meant to bring us to this knowledge, this realization. I am the eternal servant of Krishna. And when I practice this business of serving Krishna, then I become happy. I mean, it's such a big subject, you know, there's many more... Um, Or controversies, also. <laughs> controversies are really good when we're discussing knowledge. Actually, we invite controversies. Um, because controversies and doubts make us examine ourselves. So, devotee of Krishna means, yeah, d bring up your doubts. Bring up controversies. Yes, Prabhuji. Um, the whole discussion was about... Uh, the whole discussion was about how the knowledge can lead to bhakti. But then you quoted the, uh, from Srimad Bhagavatam that if you do bhakti, then knowledge automatically develops, all the gunas develops and all those things. So why one should go through that hard process of knowledge? And you also mentioned that, you know, bhavnam janvan 
ante gnanavan mamprapadyante so why do we, why should we go through the knowledge process if we can just do the bhakti directly chanting hare krishna as you mentioned and uh, then automatically all these thing will develop so it it will be fasted shortcut and very effective mm. if you can comment thank you yeah this is what's called a friendly question <laughs> <laughs> a question that reemphasizes the point of the speaking. Um, the question is, uh, you know, uh, if bhakti creates knowledge directly, um, and a person who's um, searching for knowledge, he eventually arrives at the decision that bhakti is the most important thing. Why not just go to bhakti directly? Right? and skip all the other knowledge. So um, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> but it's a little more complicated than that for most people, for most of us. Um, generally, all of us, we have material desires because we're born in this material world. And we have to go through some practice um, of getting to this knowledge, right? this most confidential knowledge that Krishna is the, Krishna Seva is the best happiness. So, um, you know, we, great philosophers and yogis and scientists, they study everything. They study the atoms, they study psychology, they study uh, physics and chemistry, and they study the universe. Just now, recently, a new telescope has gone out into space, the James Webb Space Telescope. How many of you have heard of James Webb Space Telescope? Okay, it's very famous in the knowledge gathering community now. It's going to look in the um, infrared spectrum at the most distant galaxies um, and peer back, you know, uh, uh, 92 billion years, in, or 14 billion years in time, actually, um, they say, and uh, discover our origin, right? Discover what we are, where we came from, who we are. So um, this will be frustrated, of course, right? Uh, because the knowledge of the self comes from within and comes from Krishna. So um, we don't take this laborious process of uh, analyzing everything, studying everything minutely, materially, and uh, creating technology. But we do have to get some knowledge first. It's true. And that knowledge is the instructions of our spiritual master. Right? We're, we're going around in life uh, looking for our uh, place, looking for our direction, for our happiness. And when we encounter a bona fide spiritual master, not a bogus one, but a bona fide spiritual master, um, who is actually connected to Krishna, connected to Bhagavad Gita, and who is actually, has the quality of Brahmanayupa Samashram. He's completely absorbed in Krishna. He doesn't have any... Then, uh, then we hear from that person, and our own desire to serve Krishna becomes awakened. And then we engage in the practice of chanting Hare Krishna mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare. 
And then our own knowledge becomes awakened from within. So the spiritual master gives you the seed of knowledge. Right? He doesn't touch you on the head and go, zap, you are now enlightened. Right? Some zap and, and you'll be, become enlightened. No, you have to follow the process. The mercy of the spiritual master is given by his instructions. He instructs you. And then you have a choice to follow those instructions or not. And if you do follow those instructions, then all of that knowledge which the spiritual master has becomes blossomed within your own heart. And then you also become a spiritual master. Any other? Anyone else? Comments or questions? Yeah. Contradictory questions are especially good. It's the second time he's asked for some controversy, so... Why did you say this? Why did you say that? But this, but that. Because <laughs> there's okay. always many sides. To so, yes, I do understand that uh, we should not be like deeply involved in material stuff and you know satisfying the senses. But there are certain things. Uh, being a human being, we have needs like eating food to survive, right? For example. Um, so let's say if everyone gets a consciousness and does bhakti for, let's say, 20, 22 hours a day, mm. then how the society is going to function? Because even the farmers are doing that and they are not growing anything. So there's no food available. How do we... Uh, in my thinking, it is... I Most likely I'm wrong, but uh, it will be a chaos in the society. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Very good point. Srila Prabhupada's teachings, uh, or Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's, subtle and complex, and acknowledge all of these gray areas. Um, and they give every human being who has to struggle to work and struggle to eat a path so you can negotiate the difficulties of this material world. And... Um, Get free, not all at once, right? But gradually. So um, every person follows, is, um, according to Vedic culture, can follow a, a gradual process where they start out their life as a student of spiritual knowledge, right? Uh, brahmachari. Um, and brahmachari is a concept that doesn't necessarily means specifically male gender, but whether male or female, any person um, can learn about uh, transcendental knowledge in the beginning of their life and study very carefully. And then, uh, uh, for the first 25 years of life, one does that and becomes in the habit of um, seeing spiritual life as the most important goal. Right? Um, but still, it's not possible. So then the person gets married and raises a family for 25 years. This is called the second stage of life, grihastha. Then after 25 years when the children are grown and the basic material desires have been satisfied, or not actually satisfied because they can never be satisfied, but one's gone through the kind of nat normal process. Um, then the education of one's youth again comes to the front and the husband and wife begin to retire together from uh, materialistic pursuits 
And instead of going on to the end of days, acquiring more money, more money, more prestige, and more things, 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 um, and careening headlong towards the cliff of death, Instead, they gradually retire and again take up the spiritual pursuits of youth. And finally, at the end, for those who are especially able, there's sannyas, the last 25 years of life, where then finally one is able to really do this business that we described before of fully absorbing. In so then the next question that follows naturally is, does that mean that unless you come to this stage of giving up everything and sitting for 22 hours a day, that then you haven't achieved? Previous acharyas, our teachers, say no. Where, wherever you are, whatever situation you are in, you can remain there, but simply engage in chanting of the holy name of Krishna more and more and hear about Krishna more and more. And all of these things will come to you naturally and gradually, gracefully, easily. You don't have to make sudden wrenching changes to your life, but just add Krishna um, to your life, and you'll find the transformation happens. And as you go on in life, uh, you know, life seems like a long path, and as you go on, you come to a stage. All the things of the past are getting less important. Um, and if you're someone who has already done this in previous lives, it may happen much sooner, right? Sometimes we see that a, a very young person is able to immediately... Everyone is an individual, and uh, we just have to practice according to our ability and take the help of other devotees and take the mercy. If you can all just sit for a few minutes, because I do have a, 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 a thank you. Um, but you can all see that uh, Lakshmi has knowledge and a lot of a lot of knowledge. He's actually.